morning. It is morning huddle time. A sense of belonging in a company actually increases job performance by 56%. It's like a lot of times all of that 3D data is there. They've done the work. They've done the engineering. They've done the slopes. They've done all the 3D polylines are already in their file. There's just a huge disconnect between what they do and the builders right now. 13,000 available unfilled construction jobs in this country, 11 million available unfilled jobs overall in this country. One of the great culture things I see in construction is people just get it done. At the end of the day, we've built 100% of the building. There's no 80-20 rule. Think of the technology that has been that has been brought into existence in the last 60 years, and you think of the productivity gains that have, say, occurred in agriculture, which is up 1,750%, or manufacturing, which is up 400%, and construction is flat to negative. This was always supposed to just be a six-episode mini-series. <laughs> Stacey, I want to remind you of that. Good morning. It's morning huddle time. I'm here live with Matt Verderamo from Wellbuilt Consulting, Construction Consulting. He's joining me today to celebrate Apprenticeship Week. We're here in Laurel, Maryland with IEC, Independent Electrical Contractors. And we're going to be interviewing quite a few people today, so we're happy to have you. Um, Matt, you've joined us. This is maybe for those who have not seen Matt before, he has Might be shocking. In. He has stepped <laughs> in for Chad before. So a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting day we got here yeah. ahead. Um, I'm Matt Verderamo. I work with Chad Prinky, the normal host of this show for Well-Built Construction Consulting, as Stacy said. And basically our organization stands for creating positive change in the construction industry. And that really aligned with me when uh, Chad started the business and that's what brought me here, and I'm really excited to be a part of the, the huddle today. Yeah, thanks for helping me with these interview questions. Um, we have apprentices, electrical apprentices that are going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about national and local ship or local apprenticeship, um, a lot of good things and resources to share with you. So first, we're going to start with Grant, if you can come join us. Welcome on to the show, Grant. Well, thank you for having me, guys. So if you can just introduce yourself and um, go over just a little bit of what you talked about today in your presentation. Sure. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy National Apprenticeship Week. Uh, I think it's the ninth annual and it continues to grow. And uh, we are so excited to be participating in the state of Maryland uh, recognition of youth apprenticeships. Uh, youth apprenticeship started uh, with legislation in Maryland in 2015 and got implemented in 2016 um, at a very small scale. And right now in Maryland, it is growing exponentially very rapidly. There are over 700 youth apprentices in the state of Maryland, and that is a high school junior or senior who is taking related instruction in their occupation and it can be anything from construction to nursing to it whatever the industry is and they're also working part-time and getting paid for it and they're it helps them launch into a career pathway upon graduation from high school and it's so exciting we see all the labor shortages that are going on in this country and it's a really great way to engage our young people to help them find hopefully the right career. Um, in Maryland, uh, the unemployment rate Governor Moore announced is 1.8%. Yeah, wow. It's crazy. 
So we got to do something. And what better way is than to take young people at such an early age, provide them an opportunity and get that average age of the workforce lower, because that's what the construction industry is facing. We're really excited. We have different models of this in DC. Um, we're getting ready, I'll say in the relatively near future to announce uh, a school system that's gonna be joining us in Virginia. Currently we have Montgomery County, Howard County, uh, Anne Arundel County, Prince George's County and Baltimore County all participating in this program. We're also gonna be announcing a new county that's gonna join us in Maryland. So we continue to spread it. And I'll say my peers across the country are starting to take this and adopt this at their local IEC chapters. Our uh, chapter in Florida is getting ready to adopt this and bring this in. So it's coming to you someplace, somewhere close, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm just very honored to be part of it. And it's really about the young people and the opportunities that we're providing them. And I think we all wanna see our young people grow and be able to raise a family and have a great career. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, You're so welcome. You. Beautifully said. Uh, yeah. So much exciting stuff in there. Uh, one thing that immediately comes to mind that I'm just curious from you about is you work with a lot of contractors to help place the youth apprentices, obviously. Yeah. And I'm wondering what your favorite thing to hear from a contractor about your youth apprentices is. Well, there are two. All right. I'll allow it. <laughs> Give me a little, little, little bit of latitude. Yeah. So the first thing is, um, insurance right i don't know that my insurance company my insurance company is going to cover someone under the age of 18. in maryland dc mm. and virginia through the local occupational safety and health administration for those states there is an exemption so the excuse that i can't because of insurance we've gotten rid of that barrier so that's really uh, it makes the conversation flow very quickly on to the next point then it becomes scheduled and well, I don't know that I can hire somebody part-time. I said, well, they're gonna start with you first thing in the morning so they don't disrupt your job site. And then they're gonna leave at lunch. It's no different than a doctor's appointment or having to do something with a family member. So it really helps the company keep their job sites flowing. And guess what? Spring break or Christmas holiday, or what is it? Uh, parent-teacher conference days when the students aren't necessarily uh, have a full day of school, talk to, your, talk to your student and they can probably work a full day. So it helps ebbs and flows and, and really acclimates the individuals. And the greatest thing is if everything goes well, when they graduate that senior year of high school, the game plan is they go into the year two of the related instruction of the apprenticeship program and they go to work for you full time. So Perfect. you got you have a pipeline. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like uh, <clears throat> funny enough. Your favorite things to hear are almost like objections because you have such good answers for the <laughs> objections that it's like, no, you don't have an excuse not to do this. We give it a try. Yeah, give, give it, it a try. try. Really figure it out. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Stacy, do you have anything you want to ask? No, Grant I think that we... was a great question. And let's bring on our apprentices. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so Dylan, much, Grant. Do you want to or whoever? Yeah. Well, Eric, join us now onto the show. Eric, how you doing? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Good morning. Good morning. So who do you work with? Um, what year apprentice are you? Um, are you a junior, senior? And what school do you attend? <clears throat> That's a lot of questions at once. I know, right. sorry. <laughs> Just a brief introduction. 
Uh, my name is Eric. I work at Boardmark Electric. Uh, I'm a senior in high school and I'm a first year apprentice. Awesome. Yep. So we just got to hear you talk a little bit about uh, your experience so far in the previous session, but why don't you tell the show a little bit more about what you do for Boardmark uh, has this prefab shop where basically I build the materials for people out in the field. So it's like if they need a wall roofing, however they may need, they send an order, I make it, send it back out, boom. If they need ceremony pipe bent, bend it, send it back out, boom. You talked a little bit about your first week on the apprentice. Can you tell the show about that? Because your answer was great. <laughs> uh, my first week at Bowmark, I remember like it was yesterday. Uh, after the orientation, I went straight to prefab the next day. Usually, you know, we wait a week or that Monday. Nope, next day. It was a Wednesday. Uh, I worked there for that week. And then my second week, I went out in the field for two weeks straight. It was supposed to be for one week, but there was like, no, he's too good. We need him longer. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, helped the data guys out with like pulling wires through colleges and schools. And it, I'm not saying it was terrible, but it was not the greatest. They had me do the hard jobs because I was the rookie. Mm -hmm. So they That's had how me, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't mad because I was still getting paid a good amount, but they had me in these ads. Mind you, I'm like, I'm 6'4", tall man. Can you imagine a tall guy, 230 pounds in the attic? Yeah, not tight, tight, tight little attic. That's hot. It's, I'm not, exaggeration is 100 degrees. What is it like, like 90, 90 degree attic. <laughs> oh man, dusty, pulling wire back and forth, back and forth. And there was a communication problem like twice. So I had to wait for my foreman at the time to be like, yeah, it's okay, pull it, pull it. Cool, cool. Give you direction. Yeah. So you got the whole experience in like your first two weeks. Basically, yep. And, and then, you still stuck with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, was it was good. It was good. And uh, you're a smart guy. You were talking about your GPA, but what led you to go this path instead of college? Uh, that's that's the thing I love to hear. Man, me personally, I if I did go to college, I'd be the first in my family, but I didn't want that because even though I have a great GPA, my GPA is 3.94. I, I can get any college I want to. If I want to do football and get a scholarship, do that as well. But the thing I don't like about college is the effects after it hits you. I don't like that. I'd rather go this way, go this route, and then be cool for the. What do you mean by effects? Like student uh, loan debt? Yeah, or debt, student loan debt. Yeah. The stress. The. Uh, me personally, I like school, but I don't like that much to do it again. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, so that too, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and I know I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to talk about people that go to college, but me personally, I don't believe that I'm going to have a full time job right after I go to college. Mm -hmm. Then, so. yeah, I, I want to find out. Yeah. But I know, I knew for a fact, I was either going to do carpentry or electrical. Mm -hmm. I heard carpentry was terrible in your back, and I'm kind of tall, and I need my back. So I went to electrical route. And you got I, it all thought. I like I it. Yeah, yeah, you got stuff thought that's out. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you got, got a plan and everything. Yeah. And after uh, I get my journeys person card, I'm going to get my CDLs as well. Yeah. So do you want to own your own business one day? Definitely. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Well, I love it. Well, Eric, thank you so much for yeah, no problem. joining Thanks. us on the show today. It was great to meet you. Thank you. Yeah, it was great really to great meet to you. Meet you. That was my first time on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, you did great. You did great for your first time on the podcast. All right, Dylan, 
Welcome on to the morning huddle. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you guys for having me. You're very welcome. So same questions I asked him. If you could just tell us, you know, what school, what year um, you're in, you know. Yeah, so um, I go to Wild Lake right now. Uh, it's okay. in Howard County. Um, I work for John Hopkins APL as a maintenance electrician. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. Awesome. And how did you get into the youth apprenticeship program? So um, I think you guys know Ms. DiCepolo. Um She actually, she came into my history class and she spoke in front of everyone. It, it wasn't a great, it wasn't the greatest presentation, but I, I got the chance to talk to her afterwards. Um, got, got, got to know more about it. Sounded like a great program. Um, work in the morning, go to school and have the rest of your day off to go to the gym, whatever. Awesome. Awesome. So how are you, what year were you again, you said? I'm a 24, I'm a senior right now. You're a senior. Yeah. So we learned a little, we took a tour of the facility and we got to see the car wash. Yeah. So were you there? Can you talk a little bit about that for our audience, what that is and what activities you worked on? And I think they started that your first year, right? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm a senior in high school. This is my first year here. Oh, first Pardon year me. apprentice, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, but still, same question. Tell us about the tell us about the car wash project. Yeah, so I believe um, for the car wash project, they're having almost everyone in here, um, first year to fourth year, build something. I think right now the first years are bending conduit right now, um, helping out with that in any way they can. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And ultimately, it's going to end up being like a fully functioning car yeah. wash that you guys are all yeah. wiring and connecting together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Super cool. What would you tell another high school student that's considering going to college or the trades from your experience? Do it. Like, there's really no reason not to do it. You're in high school. You you really don't have that much going on. Um, there's no. There's really no point of not doing it. The only the only thing is waking up early. You're already waking up early for high school. You might as well get paid to learn uh, a um, a trade, especially um, electrical. I think it's a good base for anything you want to do. No matter what, you'll always have a job, at least what I think, um, whether you want to go into like finance or um, go to college afterwards, some, something else, you still have something to fall back on if mm -hmm. something doesn't um, work out. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I liked earlier when we were going through this presentation, one of the speakers had said, you know, senior year is the perfect time because to try a trade because there's so much lax in your courses. So you have all that extra time. So can you quickly just walk us through like your weekly schedule now as a senior and like going through an apprenticeship program? Yeah. So um, right now I, I'll go to work at 6 a.m., leave around 12, go to school, leave school around um, 2.30. And then I'll, I like to go to the gym. Um, and then I have, I have plenty of time to go to the gym, do homework. Um, and then whatever, like hang out with my friends still. That's, and that's Monday through Friday? Yeah. That's a good schedule. That's yeah. not bad. And you're getting paid, And you're getting right? paid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's I know. Cool. The, the first paycheck hit, and it was pretty nice. It was really nice. What'd you do? Where'd you go with your first paycheck? Yeah. <laughs> the mall. Yeah. <laughs> new pair of shoes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. New jacket, everything. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Good for awesome. you, Dylan. I love it. I love well, it. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, of course. It was great to meet you. Yeah, good luck with the yeah, rest best of your of year. Take care, guys. Awesome. Thanks. Cool. All well, right. Yeah, that was awesome. Go you ahead, have John. <laughs> yeah, so we had obviously we had our apprentices on. Now we've got a couple of uh, couple of contractors and other representatives that are excited here about apprenticeship week. So 
So this is John Short joining us, right? It is. Um, <laughs> and I actually, I'm an electrician by trade. And oh, what, nice. what I do uh, is I'm a senior director with NetAmerica and we're an industry intermediary. What does that mean? It means we get funded by the U.S. Department of Labor to help support youth apprenticeship programs across the country. And one of our biggest program partners is IEC Chesapeake. Okay. So I got to know um, Grant, and we have fund apprentices in the program. Um, it's not a lot. It's like $500 per apprentice mm -hmm. uh, for youth apprentices. But, you know, if, if, you, if you look nationally, the U.S. Department of Labor has put in an awful lot more money into apprenticeship. Um, when I first started working with them years ago, probably like 20 years ago, their budget was 30 million. Mm -hmm. Now it's 300 million. Yeah, wow. Today was like historic. It is historic. Yeah. But it's still not enough, right? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I come from Ireland. Ireland is the size of Connecticut. Guess how much money they spend on apprenticeship? How much? Per year. One billion. Oh. One billion? One billion. We're way behind still. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So just, just to put everything in, into yeah. perspective, yeah. Um, a lot more can be done, mm -hmm. but we're off to a good start. So so um, the, the investment that you are giving, the $500 mm -hmm. per student that you're giving, tell us about the impact of that. What does that do? Right, right. So it, it offsets costs for related training instruction. So you, you heard all the, the apprentices talking about how they come here. Um, it costs money to put on an instructor. It costs money to to get industry credentials. It costs money for the book work, for whether it's year one, year two, year three, or year, year four. Um, what we do is we help supplement the, you know, offset the the, the cost of the uh, apprentices' expenses. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Awesome. Um, with, with the USDOL, they've expanded into many, many industries, transportation, hospitality, IT, healthcare, as well as the trades. Mm -hmm. But here's the dirty little secret. <laughs> we don't have enough kids coming out of high schools. Yeah. Okay. And what's happening is everybody's competing for the same few high school graduates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether it's IEC Chesapeake, whether it's the military, whether it's colleges. Yeah. Um, so what IEC Chesapeake is doing is very, very smart. Wow. They're getting to the students while they are in high school mm -hmm. so that they can progress and get on a career pathway. How long are we going to have that advantage? I'm not so sure because other industries are going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, we already we fund uh, healthcare as well. And one of our programs up in Chicago is a high school certified nursing assistant apprenticeship program. So, you know, it's... Is there certain... other states doing similar models? Here's the thing, and, and Grant doesn't get enough credit because he put me in con contact with eight other IEC chapters across the country. Mm -hmm. Maryland is the only one that has a defined program mm -hmm. for registered apprenticeship for youth. Um, the others going to... They're trying to get there, but they have to get their state legislatures on board or their governors. Um, so it's it's a process. <laughs> it's a pro it, it is a process, but it, you know, in fairness, um, what IEC Chesapeake has done is just a model for the whole country. That's really, good. wow, so, yeah. that's no, unbelievable. It is. It, it's wow. I know. I've been to so this. Is something, this is something we can all buy into and all believe in, and, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, and you know, 
So you had the federal government investing, but then you had the state government like Maryland um, and other states. They are putting more and more money into apprenticeship, uh, into youth apprenticeship in particular as well. Right. Wow. But the template has been set here in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, other, you know, um, other states would be very smart to adopt the same same processes. Yeah. Well, I have one more thought for John yeah. before we let him go. Sure. I find most people that are involved in the apprenticeship programs and are passionate about it usually have some story, something that led you here of why it's so important to you. And I'm curious if you have that thing in mind that led you to the youth apprenticeships and supporting the future of the trades. Well, I started my apprenticeship when I was 17. Mm-hmm. When I was 21, I was a journeyman electrician. Wow. When I was 23, I volunteered for the Irish government to teach Ethiopian refugees a two-year electrical apprenticeship in Djibouti, East Africa. Wow. Then came to the States and, yeah, and became, you know, was on the tools, was an electrical estimator. It's the pathway that's involved. Um, You know, you heard the the students talking about and the young apprentices who are starting. They have no idea how many opportunities are out there for them. Yeah. We we talk about... um, 73,000 electricians would be needed per year across the country. There is wow. just, just a huge, huge hope. <laughs> a live show, folks. Live show. A live show, folks. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I got into the electrical thing when I was 17 years of age and have no regrets. This has been a lifelong journey. For oh, me. yeah. Yeah, That's it's beautiful. been great. Right. Have you ever been an instructor too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was an instructor in East Africa for two years, um, which is kind of interesting because I'd only been on the tools for uh, a journeyman for two years, mm-hmm. and now I had to teach it mm-hmm. to people who were older than me. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So that's the challenges that go along with <laughs> yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. And I'm that's sure fantastic. you, I mean, nationally, we have challenges just getting instructors, right? We do. How do we? The best way to get an instructor is to get those who have completed an apprenticeship. Because they want to give back? Not only because they, well, for example, in Ireland, you cannot teach an apprentice unless you were a journeyman. Okay. It's that's just it. Mm-hmm. You need to have right. you know somebody who has. You need to have gone through the program. Gone yeah. through the program. Gone okay. through the and, and I think it's it's the the best thing uh, for instructors to do is know their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, become right. an expert in your field and, and then teach. It's it's a tough tough position because you know you're earning a lot of money on the job. I know. So how and do you go from that to? Well. Maybe you could look at somebody like me who has a broken back from a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I, I so know. I always talk about this idea that I have like an externship, like an exit for when um, soon-to-be retirees, you know, they're they're leaving the field. Some of them enter like office positions mm-hmm. after some time. But what if we did like an internship thing where they become instructors or do... I don't know, more um, recruiting or community service or things like that. But I think a lot of soon-to-be retirees, they're, they don't necessarily want to retire. They're just, they don't know what opportunities are out there or how to even sell. Like maybe they don't feel comfortable, you know, teaching a course. But a lot of them that I talk to, once they start teaching, they find a lot of reward in it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, No, I, I agree with you. I mean, these... 
you know, journeymen and journeywomen. They've gone through it for years, like at least 20 years mm-hmm. on the job. Right. So they would be ideal candidates to be instructors. Yeah. Right. You know. Well, John, thank you so yeah, much. Sure. It was great to meet you. Pleasure really meeting glad you. to have you yeah, on the show. So sure. That was John Short. It was great to have you. We've had some of the various representatives in the industry. Now we're going to have a contractor representative. So <laughs> Eric from Hawkins Electric, welcome. Yes. How are you? Good. How are you? How are you? Good. So, well, Eric, uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us what, what yeah. you do. Well, I'm a uh, CEO of Hawkins Electric Service. Uh, I am a, a past president of the IEC. I've been involved in the IEC Chesapeake for a very long time. I think we had like 10 members when I got involved. Um, and, wow. And, yeah. And when was that? That was, uh, that was in uh, 1993. Or four. Wow. Do you know how many? That long ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> been a while. My birth year was 1994. So sorry to tell you guys yeah, that. I'm, but I'm yeah. dating myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Me too. I know. I'm a child. Yeah. So I'm a second generation. Uh, my dad owned the company, and uh, I took it over. I have two sons in in the trade. I now. know. I heard that. I like that. Yeah. I, I have two sons. Uh, yeah. Both of them went through the IEC apprenticeship. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. And so similar question to what I asked John earlier, you know, being a business owner, it's obviously not your obligation to be a part of the apprenticeship programs or the IEC. And I'm curious how you got involved and and what meaning there is in it for you. So I got involved in the IEC because I felt like there needed to be a way to give back. Right. So we're all volunteers. Um, The the members are Mm. volunteers. We volunteer our time. Um, through the years, we've had different uh, programs that we've tried along with the apprenticeship. But the biggest thing that we all face is we cannot get enough people into the trade. We're all facing um, shortages of labor. And, um, you know, we've, we've tried different things like, you know, prison to work. And uh, back in, I'm dating myself again, President Clinton's time, we did the welfare for work. I was very instrumental in curriculum writing and that through the IEC. And, um, and yeah, really teaching life skills to people to get back into it. And we have always talked about you know, how do we get into the high schools? How do we get to the school level for, yeah. for the for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. And and let them know and let their parents know that there's a different pathway yeah. to success. Everybody doesn't have to go to college. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, um, and so when we started this you know, four years ago, it was uh, I was instantly on board and uh, you know had a few of the first of the first kids to you know, come and shadow my people. And, and it was, it was good. And that, so the program is four years old, right? Yes. So this year there are your first apprentices are going to be graduating. They've grad- yes. They've, they, wow. well, I have, I have, I guess I have some that have graduated now. Wow. They don't have enough technical hours yet, mm-hmm. but they graduated last spring. So. And will they come work for, stay with oh, you? Oh, they are with me. Yes, I have uh, I have both of the ones that were with the original class. They're uh, kind of doing small things on their own now. So very successful, and I'm very proud of them. So. Yeah, they said one thing about the program is get investing in the youth, and then the youth is so loyal to the company that invested in that. You, you do find that. I mean, I, I have found that with, with, uh, with the young people that I've had you know, come to work for me. And... And it, you know, I was asked, you know, a little bit ago, you know, why do it? Well, for other contractors, take the leap of faith. I mean, you know, yes. you're, you're giving back. We always complain about 
we don't have a way to get more people into our industry and into other industries. Um, and just take that leap of faith and, and it, you might have to do a little bit of a shift in the way you operate and you do things, but it's worth every penny of it. Awesome. I was going to ask you what you would tell other contractors. And I think that's great yeah. advice. It's take the leap of faith. It's worth it. I mean, I was with a plumbing contractor owner last week and sharing him the success that we're having with this program. And, and he's interested now in finding out more about how they can work in the plumbing industry. Yeah. Awesome. Good. So you're spreading the message. Spreading the message. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any other questions, Stacey? I think we're no. Good. Yeah. yeah it was All right. Awesome. Oh, Thank hey, you so nice much. to meet you. Yeah. Nice, nice to, to see you. you. Thank Absolutely. You. You'll have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right. We're going to have our next guest come on and join us here. Me next. You next. Yes. <laughs> you next. So welcome to the show. Why don't you sure tell us who you're with? Tell us your name, a little bit about yourself. Hi. My name is Franklin Cheney. I work at a company called Colonial Electric. Uh, we're located in um, a little south of Annapolis, Maryland. Um, we are a company that's been around for 53 years. We uh, do approximately 36 commercial projects right now. We're uh, located, I said, in south of Annapolis, but we do projects in Northern Virginia, all of Maryland, NDC. What type um, of projects? Um, really commercial projects, um, that do say 300 condos, things like that, or, um, different type of projects like that. Where we'll start from scratch or renovate total renovations and things like that. Usually from the electrical side, it's a 10 million between five and $10 million project from the electrical side. So big, big money. And, uh, our company has, uh, Right now, I think 141 employees um, does very extremely well. Um, I've been working with them for seven years now, worked in the government for 31, retired government employee, and uh, been at Colonial for now seven years and very excited. And uh, uh, I met Grant four or five years ago, and he's got me involved with the IEC here. And uh, uh, what a great organization, and things like that. So. Awesome. And so what are you doing with the IEC? Tell so us about I'm that. the, uh, Grant called me, I was on the apprenticeship committee for two years. He calls me one day and says, Franklin, I think you'd make a great chairman. I said, uh, Grant, you know, I'm not sure that's a good idea, but uh, <laughs> I said, you know, he, as you can see from this, I don't know if you've been to this facility before, but what a fantastic facility here and yeah. the things that they do here. And, um, you know, just if he needed asked me for his help, certainly I can take the time to do that. So I've been the apprenticeship chairman for about a year now. And, uh, you know, just trying to I just ask him, I said, Grant, how can I help you? Because you know, I talked about this facility here, you know, just in the amount of kids that they, you know, connect to and everything else and just trying to help out and make how this a world better. Do you come through this program, do you know? So right now. Uh, we have, we, 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 we laugh about the number we have, I say kids, cause some of them are adults. There's a thousand that are in taking apprenticeship classes right now. Wow. So wow. a thousand people. Now you couple drop out that it's under, so you don't want to yeah. say a number that's not accurate, but I'll, I'll say around a thousand. So they've signed up sort of across the region. Not all of them are coming here. There's mm -hmm. classes. You know, Grant's working hard to get them all over the place, but 
you know, they take a class, whether first year, second year, third year, fourth year apprentice, and the opportunity to become a, after four years of classes, you become a journeyman electrician. Mm -hmm. And uh, you heard the speakers here today and talk about if you graduate and become a journeyman electrician, you have that for life. And the abilities to do that and what this organization does, it connects the kids to the program and yes. uh, and that connection gets you started in an opportunity in life. And to be honest, I was telling somebody, it's probably not good for me to say is, you know, I went to high school. I'm close to 60 years old. I went to high school in the early 80s. And, you know, the guys that took shop, great ladies that took shop class, I didn't pay attention. I kind of... But I tell you what, my car breaks down and I don't know how to replace a tire right. or anything else. I feel I'm the idiot. Right. You know, I'm the dummy that didn't take serious those type of classes and things like that. And you look at it from the electrician, electricity world, so much of the world, you know, you, you think about it, um, it's so important. Mm -hmm. And the ability to be a journeyman electrician and that's what you are after four years of taking this class mm. it's it's fantastic they were talking a lot about today um traditional electricians versus today's electricians with um green energy and solar what what some of the things that you've seen change drastically with training over the years yeah well i've only been in there in this business for seven years but the like with the new vehicles coming up and mm -hmm. the, so now we're doing, we build a commercial site. You, those, those systems need to be put in. So, you know, we're a company with 140 employees and be able to put in an electric, you know, so you can charge an electric car. Mm -hmm. That's something different. Oh, yeah. wait a second. What do we do here? Mm -hmm. You know, a company wants to give us a $10 million prop, you know, contract. Right. And, Part of that's do it. You got to we we got to we got to do it right. Mm -hmm. So we had to send guys there to learn that, learn how to do that, or connect with someone else and help can help us do that. Those type of that's a big change. Yeah, you know, but um, you know, it's constantly learning, understand things, and that's why you want to get involved with a company like this, is because they can help you connect to the people to to, to yes. so we yeah. can learn. Fantastic. So, yeah. What are your goals for 2024? So I, I mentioned that with IEC, we have approximately a thousand, you know, adults and kids in our program. We certainly like to increase that number. Always want to get the word out. Uh, obviously, 10% would be a great goal. Um, we, we work hard to find the right facilities. You don't want to, I mean, we could easily get even more than that. But you, we have to find the right instructors. Mm -hmm. You have to find the um, right locations. You know, this the state of Maryland's a wide, big, long mm -hmm. state. Not that is really that big, but right. it's a you know, but it's still, different it's complicated areas. Ocean it's complicated. City, yeah. 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 It and everything else. So they all can't come here. Uh, so you have to find the right training site and everything else. But the real goal is between eleven hundred and twelve hundred. You know, awesome. which would be a healthy increase. So let's grow ten to twenty percent, yes. and let's let's keep making keep, an impact. Keep it real, exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it, Franklin. Thank you so yeah. much for sure. coming thank, on the show. Thank you. It Congratulations you. on your you. on your podcast yes. here. Thank you so and much. Best of luck for continued success with it.
Thank you very much. And same to you. All right, y'all have a great day. Thank you. Awesome. All right, we are bringing on our last guest now to the show. This is Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome on. Please tell us about yourself and what you do and how you're involved here today. Okay. I'm Stephanie Cepolo. I work for the Howard County Public School System. Um, I've been in charge of the apprenticeship program for six years. Um, I've worked for the school system for 28. um, And I've mostly been in career and technical education. So overseeing work-based learning programs and helping connect students to career pathways. So I know there's a lot of different challenges, especially with speaking to parents and getting them on board with certain things. Do students usually come to you first or are you putting resources out there and informing the students of opportunities and trying to pique their interest or even just talking to parents on the side? Like, how does that all work? Um, It's probably a combination of both, um, especially with much more information being out about youth apprenticeship and registered apprenticeship. I think it's become a national initiative. So more students and parents are hearing about it, but um, we, we really do. We have, we have put a concerted effort into the middle schools all the way through high school, obviously. Um, But even, you know, talking about what we can do in elementary schools, we often go into elementary schools and, and make career presentations and talk about our wow. career programs. Cool. Um, but when we started this youth apprenticeship program and this opportunity to, to connect students while they're still in high school, that's mm-hmm. really been the changing force for all of it. Because I think in Howard County, we've done a really good job. I mean, not always the best, but we've done a really good job of making sure students are aware of all the opportunities, but we haven't been able to um, bring the opportunities to them while they're still in high school and let them experience them and support them so that they were successful post high school. So wow. that's been the game changer for, yeah. for high school students, I will say. Um, and in 28 years of education, youth apprenticeship has been my like favorite program that I've supported because wow. I'm watching, literally watching kids' lives being changed. And um, wow. this past June, we had 12 former HCPSS students that went through this program graduate as electrical journeymen three years post high school debt free, making sixty dollars an hour. That's awesome! Oh yeah, my god, it was pretty amazing. Wow! Yeah. And how does that make you feel? Very proud, like a proud yeah. mom. Yeah. I, I went to the um, graduation in June and watched them, and I was just so proud to watch them three years post high school um, make it. You know, and and really that's what this program does for a high school senior, because we're supporting them on the, you know, on that journey, as opposed to like, here you go, go off and do it. Yeah. Um, And kind of working out the kinks for them along the way. And then they're developing a relationship with their employer. They're developing a relationship with IEC. Um, But I mean, we're doing across industries, but this is really the model. Um, And and then they're staying because the momentum is going and they're already you know, they've already worked it out. It would be like, like we do with like early college, you know, supporting kids in, yeah. in their academics, but now we're doing it in this industry and it's, it's been needed. And totally. And the opportunities have always been there for students post-graduation. So, Is IEC so. the link towards developing relationships with the businesses? In this industry, yes, okay. um, because they are, um, 
they're the ones that are connected to the employers in the electrical industry. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, IEC has been the leader in, in that cohort model has been very successful too, um, to allow students to take that class together as high school seniors, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, sitting like, okay, you're 18 years old, you graduate high school, you take year one of registered apprenticeship, well, the person next to you might be 35, or even in college, you know, right. and but this is high school seniors all in the same position, all trying to head towards the same goal, yeah. and they're able to support each other. And that's been really a key to it, too. The, the thing I didn't even think about until something you just said is that when you're talking to them when they're seniors in high school, too, they probably have friends that are looking at college. And if you're waiting until after senior year, that's probably a very awkward senior year for them of do I go to college? Do what you know, all my friends are talking about it, whatever. And so hopefully by what you're doing and the awareness you're creating, you're giving them confidence in that decision instead of waiting until uh, after school, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, so kudos to you for that. And uh, I think last thing, and unless you have anything else, Stacy, I was just going to say, you know, do you have any advice, Stephanie, for parents as they're talking to their kids about considering the trades versus college that some of our uh, listeners might like to hear? Um, okay. Well, <laughs> I, oh, I, like this already. Yeah. I, have, I have to say one thing, just yes. since we're putting it out there. Yes. In, in, today, in 2023, it's not trades or anymore. It's cool. trades and. So I see as college. It's, it's, they're getting mm. college credits for what yeah. they're doing. They don't even realize it. And mm. sometimes we start this journey by saying you are getting college credits. What you do with those are up to you. Um, so it's really what path are they going to take? Like, where do mm. they want to be and what road are they going to take? If they were there? like second year electric, uh, electrical apprentice, how many, and they decided, you know, what, I do want to go to college. How many credits can they take? Like, it's never a wasted skill, right? Oh, absolutely so, not. But um, typically the way it works is they finish their four years um, and remember they're doing one year in high school. So it's three years post high school. And then that equates to like 24 to 28 credits with the local community colleges. So, awesome. I mean, they're halfway through their associate's degree and many of them are like, I, I didn't even want to go to college. Like, but here you go, here's your 24 credits and wow. you're making $60 an hour and yeah. you have a license as an electrical journeyman, you know? Perfect. So it's like wonderful. Yeah. Um, and so that is really the case now. I mean, and, and, one thing that we talk about is that to parents and students is no matter what industry you're going to go in, no matter what you're going to do with your life, you're going to need ongoing training. So why not get that training coupled with on the job learning? So you're getting paid to learn your skill and your job and you're getting that related instruction. So I think we're seeing a societal movement towards apprenticeship anyway, because yeah. totally. so many learners are like, wait, wait, I can get paid and I can get this training. Um, why, why would I do, do it the other way where mm-hmm. I'm sitting in a class and I don't really have an association to what I'm learning because mm-hmm. I'm not able to apply it. Right. So I think totally. more occupations are going to be apprenticeable than yeah. had ever been before. Agreed. That's, I mean, it, yeah, trades and is impactful. So thank you for sharing know, that. Like Seriously. That. Yeah, I really Because like we really too. are. We're, I mean, the dialogue has changed so much where we're like, it's definitely and because, yeah. because they all lead to college credit. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, and what they do with that is up to them. But, yeah. but I mean, but when we were having our event next door, like that's really the conversation is that 
you know, if you want to be a foreman, if you want to be a you know supervisor, if you want to own your own business, then you'll take those 30 credits. You'll, you know, maybe eventually get your degree in business so that mm-hmm. you can open right. up your own business. But um, or you just take it and you roll with, you know, making $60 an hour at 21 and you yeah. just keep building on that. Right. Um, right. But it's up to you. But it is definitely and it's it's definitely and. Yeah, you know, no, so. that's I think that's a fantastic way to finish. So, up, so I mean, but the students that are finishing these programs are kind of laughing at their peers a little bit because they're like, look at me. I have no debt mm-hmm. um, and I have a career. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never have to look for a job. Because yeah, totally. There's so much opportunity yeah. for yes. me um, in the pandemic. I mean, that's when it really was obvious because yeah. our students as high school seniors were still working when the rest of the world was shut down. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. They were working. That's right. Because their companies were open. Yeah. Right. That's right. Wow. As high school seniors. I mean, and it was a win-win for them on so many levels because they got to leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, I got to go to work, That's mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were making an impact. You know, yeah. we, still, we needed infrastructure. We need all these things. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So. Well, thank you so much, oh, Stephanie. Welcome. It was thank really great to meet us. you. And thank you so nice much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Cool. Well, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> we covered a lot in, a, in an hour and 15 minutes. No, 45. 45. Oh, 45. 45, 45 minutes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. No, time <laughs> flies when you're uh, talking about youth apprenticeship programs. Yeah. So just to wrap up a few things with the morning huddle, this was our special edition. We're still on break. Um, Chad and I will be back the second week in January. We have a lot of new topics coming up. I'm really excited. We have the first almost two months scheduled out with speakers. Um, We're still looking for some new, fresh topics and speakers. So if you want to send me an email at Stacey, S-T-A-C-E-Y-H at steeltoecom.com. I'd be, you know, pitch whoever you have um, that you think would be great to, you know, get on the show. And we'd love to talk to them. Um, and then if you want to get on our email list, our emails will pick back up. We don't want to bombard you all the time in January. So again, send me an email or a direct message and we'll add you on. And, you know, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We had so much fun getting a tour here at IEC and talking to everyone about electrical apprenticeships. It was a great week. It was. Right? Yeah, no, and and uh, totally. And, and before closing up, I just also do want to say thank you to a couple of our sponsors Katz Abosh, a accounting firm with a deep expertise in construction that serves the DC Baltimore metro area. Lawrence Law, a boutique law firm out of Baltimore that also serves the DC metro area and Baltimore area with a very deep expertise in construction. And then Frisco Woodline, who is a specialty wood supplier with a special services division that can really do some cool high-end stuff. Thank you guys for sponsoring. Um, final note from us, you can listen to this on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and if you want to be added to our newsletter so you can get updates about the show, you can also message Stacy on LinkedIn or email her at that email address she said before. Um, <laughs> the yeah. long one. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, thank you guys so much for today. And Stacy, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. Have course. a great day, everyone. Yep. Have a great day. <laughs>